and gents, legacy. Legacy is a lot of the reason why I do what I do. I'm sure it's why you do what you do. And if you want your family to maintain some of that legacy, then today's show's for you. Let's get this one started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Is your business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Cias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Here we go. All right, coach, here we go. Let's do this thing. Who do we got on the show today? What up, business pros? Remember, our number one rule in business is to be of service to others. So this is just a friendly reminder to like, share, and subscribe because every time you do, you help an entrepreneur find a customer and a customer find a solution to their problem. All right, so... By the way, did you guys know that only three out of 10 businesses transfer to that next generation? That means more than 70% leave the family altogether. So if you've ever thought about passing your business on to your future generations, then today's episode's for you. Legacy is something that many entrepreneurs strive for, but few are able to accomplish and even less pass that legacy on to their heirs. I'm curious to learn more about family business and how our guest is helping them become a legacy. So let's welcome to the show from familybusinessperformance.com, Pete Walsh. Oh, Pete, we have a party every time. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Love your energy, dude. Energy is <laughs> contagious and teams get a certain kind of energy, right? So family business teams get a kind of energy. So if dad's a real pain in the ass and a hard ass, it goes a certain way. If they're collaborative, it goes another way. And you just said it. I mean, seven out of 10 of them fail. So obviously something's not going right. So what we do is help people step back and figure out what are the right ingredients to be one of those successful businesses that moves forward. But I love your leadership. I love your energy and I appreciate you allowing me to be here. Thank you, Coach P. Really appreciate it. Uh, Zig Ziglar says, uh, selling is all about a transference of energy. You talk to almost anybody in business, whatever the leadership is at the top, it tends to trickle on down. I hope as a patriarch of my family, if I'm a, a little fun and a little good karma spreading out, then hopefully it comes back my way in the home as well as outside the home. So, hey, man. The idea is I get to turn on the microphone every single day, talk to someone new and learn from them. Might as well yeah. make them smile too, right, Coach? Totally. That's great. Totally. And a locker room gets a certain kind of energy. And, you know, you just said it right there. Um, what I do is help people, again, step back and figure out what's going on in the family system because it's really hard. I have a 32-year-old son, 30-year-old daughter, and I joke with them and say, hey, you could coach my kids differently than I can coach him. So it's really hard inside a family also when you're talking with your family for them to get an objective view. So a big part of what we do is to try to give them what I call a reality check because the family always thinks they're doing something a certain way, but it's hard for them to keep track of that. And then when you get in-laws, I mean, you know, a lot of family businesses start with a founder, then they've got 
kids and then those kids get married and they have kids and all of a sudden it gets a lot more complicated. And if dad or mom wants to say like, hey, son number two or daughter number three is the right one to run this company, you know what's going to happen in the family? The family's going to get all pissed off. It's going to get hurt. And a lot of the families I work with are very successful financially. And then all of a sudden they, you know, that's the old, like kind of like the turd in the punch bowl. I mean, when they say that kind of thing, it just ruins the whole vibe of the family. So, so we have developed a bunch of tools so that family can really step back and go, well, let's put son number one, daughter number two, son-in-law number three, let's put them on the scale. Let's put on the x-ray machine and see what their business skills, what their acumen is, what their leadership skills are. So we can help them make a good decision about who's supposed to run the family business. Does that make sense? It totally does. Uh, Einstein had a line that we used to say at the beginning of the show saying uh, problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. And it, it reminds me exactly of what you're describing. You know, you got to kind of take a step back and look at it objectively, but it's hard to do if you're the one living that lifestyle. Uh, and just for clarity's sake, uh, what what's the difference between what you're doing and an estate plan, for example? Well, it's a really good question. The estate planning folks, they're the numbers crunchers. They're the numbers nerds. They're the people that are really helping the family figure out how much do you have? How are you going to pass it along? Not give too much to Uncle Sam, that sort of thing. So we work a lot with estate planning attorneys because what we we're in the leadership development business. We're teaching them leadership, communication, this idea of deliberate practice. And I work and have been working with successful companies for over 20 years. So these are the things that really good companies do. The estate planning attorney puts together a beautiful plan, but guess what? Then son number one, daughter number two, and son-in-law number three don't get along and they can't pass the business along because the conflict is so thick in the room, they never get to actually execute the estate plan. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it totally does. It totally yeah, does. And, that and that for executive me, role really gets tough yeah, after a yeah, while. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't want to uh, present the numbers to them. That's not what I do. And the numbers guys, quite honestly, a lot of times they're not trained in emotional intelligence, leadership development, communication. So even if they tried to solve the problem, it could make a bigger mess. It could impact their relationship with the family. So a lot of times those are the folks that bring us to the table. And the other thing is, for their success, they want to see that estate plan be successful. But if the conflict can't get resolved, then they're going to lose their client. Well, let's talk about that because, you know, okay, so we can see the difference between the estate plan and, and what you're doing. Okay, the, it, putting people in line. But that really, to me, brings up that idea of who's going to be the successor. So you're, you're talking about leaving somebody in place, but I feel like to actually have a successor to come in and effectively run your company, it's not a hand-picked type thing. It's almost like a grooming type scenario that has to happen if you're going to pass it on and, and you avoid a lot of these problems. So I guess my question is, what's the time frame involved when you're thinking of moving on from your company to put a plan like this in place? You're very smart and you've been doing this kind of stuff for a while. Start 
sooner than you think, because that's what they all do. They figure like, oh, no, someday. And look, I was in our 90-year-old family business, and my uncle said, hey, this is going to be yours someday. And it's like, hey, when someday, man? I don't want to be waiting around for 20 years. So you bring up a really good point. Start sooner because it is a process and things change. And the other thing you need to know, and you know this, a business has a life cycle like a person. So it's an infant, it's a toddler, it's an adolescent, it's mature. So the business life cycle, and also business is changing. I mean, a lot of these family businesses that they were doing it the way they were doing it 25 years ago, the younger generation's got some new ideas. So we want to start creating collaboration. And that's the other thing, the other point we need to make. A lot of times, mom, mom and dad, they ran the company. They had a handful of employees. But a lot of the companies we work with now, they might have 50 or 100 or 200 employees. And they've got a level of management outside the family. So, so the business business has evolved and the leadership needs to evolve. And that's a really important thing. You know, I talk in metaphors and analogies. So we're trying to figure out who's going to fly the family Learjet. We need to make sure that somebody really has the skills. They've been vetted. They've been trained because this family, everybody is relying on the wealth that it's created or it could create. And we don't want to take a misstep and hand it to Junior, who thinks he knows how to fly a plane, but he doesn't really know how to fly a plane. So we work with them over a period of time to work with their outside managers to establish what are the competencies for leaders. You just, there's a great article called the test of princes. And what that talks about is that for the young and upcoming princes, there is, you know, technical knowledge in the business. There's that you've shown good character in your decision making, that you can relate to the employees. I mean, there, there's a lot of tests and many of those successors might have one or two of those boxes checked, but they don't have three or four or five. And, and that's where we can help them put together a plan and, and create that development plan that'll take, uh, you know, could take quite a while for them to evolve. You mentioned that, you know, every family dynamic is different. Every business is different. So when you're creating some of these plans, uh, what stuff is like the core that you're looking for that every business should have in place? Um, and how do you make that not a one size fit all? How do you apply it so that it's diversified so that it fits that company and that family dynamic? That's a great question. So at the family at familybusinessperformance.com, there's some different assessment tools. One of my favorite that clients love is called the landmine detection map, by the way, because there's these landmines that are under the surface. We know they're there and we're just afraid to deal with it. So we have a series of tools and we've got a track. I overuse the sports analogy. I don't really know what channel ESPN is on my TV. But the sports analogy is we got to practice, we got to keep assessing where we're at. So we've got several free assessment tools for them to see how are our and, and to the question you asked, what are our personality styles? That's important. What's our work ethic? What's our background? What is our academic 
record. You know, these are all the things that, you know, you and I could both say that we get a good sense of successful business people and non-successful business people. So, but of a lot of it is like, what are their competencies? What are their personality styles? What's their culture of their company? What are their values? We want to help them really detail that in a way that really creates a good foundation for the team to work together. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the foundation is always crucial if, if the foundation isn't great. I mean, you, you've heard Bible analogies. That's why you don't build a castle on the sand, right? Because it'll yeah. always sink. The foundation is always the key. But I, I think oftentimes what people overlook are some of those fundamental practices, some of those little mm -hmm. things that they got to do. So can you dive into one of your tracks and kind of give me some of those details that you uh, that you work with on a regular basis. If I if I'm coming to you as as a client, maybe what does my company what should my company look like as I enter this? What would it look like as I exit this? Yeah, great question. So again, the cornerstone of my work are a couple things: deliberate practice. So like, and that's like staff meetings, team meetings, employee reviews, these are all forms of communication. So when we come in, we want to say, how often are you getting together? And I call it rehearsal, like where you're getting together and discussing how we do last week. And I have this idea called um, reflective practitioner. We think about what we're going to do. We talk about it. Then we go on the field and perform. And then we come back and review the game film, right? That's again, mm -hmm. what the professional teams do. So I want to ask them, what kind of meetings are you having? How are you evaluating each other's performance? And then the other key aspect of what I do is I'm a coach. How do we coach each other up? Can I coach my brother? Can I coach my brother-in-law? Can we coach each other? You know, can we give each other feedback? Because we got back in the room. We saw that we fumbled the ball last week, but now can we get good at dissecting what was the breakdown on that fumble? Let's slow the tape down for a moment and look. And then would you be open to a new way of doing it? Because here's the thing. We all have egos, right? And when you get in a family business, boy, that ego gets even more palpable. And I want to really show who I am to mm -hmm. my family here. And I'm puffing my chest out and saying I'm the best you know, salesman this company's ever had. And so that's where the outsider coach can come and say, well, could I give you some feedback about how you're doing? And so we're, we're trying to look at their deliberate practices of communication and how they're setting goals and executing. And then we want to really delve into the feedback they give each other and then holding each other accountable. This is a really important thing. Again, really hard in business. And another thing that we have is a three circle model. So we have the family circle and we have the management circle and we have the ownership circle. So in my family, when we were going over to the family dinner and I was all pissed off at my uncle because something wasn't going well, I said to my wife and kids, probably my wife especially, hey, when we walk in there, we're going to give 
Uncle Tim a big hug and a kiss. Life is good. And she said, well, hold on. Are you all pissed off? Because last week we had that, that big meltdown at work and you guys almost killed each other in the conference room. And I said, no, when we walk in there, we're a family and people struggle with that a lot. It's like, mm. hey, when you put your cleats on and you walk on the field, then we have this relationship. But then when you invite me over to your kid's birthday party this weekend, you'll never know that we had anything going on at work this week because I'm a professional. I'm a grown man. You're a professional. And people struggle with that a lot. We came over to the family birthday party and then I grabbed your wife and I said, you know, what a jerk he was last week. And he totally screwed up that one account. And and so we got to teach them how to create boundaries. So when yes. we're in the families, when we're in the business circle, we learn how to give each other feedback, coach each other up, or make a hard decision, which is to say, dude, you don't even have your cleats on. You forgot your helmet in your car and you fumbled the ball three times. So we actually need to cut you from the team. Mm. But those are the things that the families can't deal with. So we try to try to build this skill and and give them these tools so that they can have some of those conversations. Those got to be extremely tough because okay first of all those are already tough conversations in any corporate environment but oh, you're my. adding the element of family which is completely different because that's a different dynamic it doesn't end at the office it can go home so <laughs> you you taking it you know one step further and really addressing that situation yeah. and understanding that yes this stuff can happen this is how you create barriers around that this is how you create constructive criticism versus, you know, uh, like versus just critiques, right? Like, this or yeah, like taking out some other personal uh, agenda that's going on. You know, I never really liked you since you were married, got married to my sister. And so I'm going to take a chance to, you know, hit you upside the head here in the family business thing. <laughs> now, Lou Holt said something that I loved and he said, I never critique the performer. I critique the performance. And yes. this is what I try to teach people too. I said, look, it's just business. It's just business. Your quota was a million dollars and you only produce 600,000. I know you think I'm picking on you because you're my brother-in-law, but all of our other salespeople hit their numbers at a, at a million dollars. So we're trying to depersonalize it a little bit too. Now, mm -hmm. one of the things you need to know, my uncle, um, God rest his soul, love him dearly. Great guy. His picture's right here on the wall behind me. And I thought, man, he's being just a real jerk to me. He's just really grinding me. So when I left the business and I started coaching in corporate America and realized, hey, there's some really good CEOs, that's what they do. They grind you. They they manage you. They stay on top of you. But I added the element, well, he's picking on me because I'm his nephew. And it's like, no, actually, he's actually just being a good CEO. So, That's again, right. I got to depersonalize it and tell people these are the best practices of well-run companies and that's what your guy's doing now there can be a flip side to that too where dad actually is holding you back or he's not giving you enough responsibility or enough what i call autonomy he's not letting you make decisions so that's where i come in i get to say to dad like hey dad you gotta give this guy some more 
leash, man. You got to give your your kids more rope to work with. And, and you're not proving anything by being the smartest guy in the room. Let them make some decisions. Let them learn and fail a little bit on their own. So there's so many dynamics to it. It's so funny because I think, you know, I, uh, our show has a lot of solopreneurs, right? And I think yeah. part of growing from being a solopreneur to actually being a business owner is that ability to let go and allow yeah. someone else the ability to make a mistake on your dime, right? Like no their mistake is on your dime. But if you're ever going to grow your business, you need to be able to remove yourself from that position and allow them to make those decisions, those mistakes and learn those lessons and then move in the same direction within within parameters, right? You said certain parameters, of course. But again, add that same exact element to your family member. And it doesn't matter if you have a company with 100 employees, the minute you put your son in the game, now all of a sudden, I can imagine that CEO is standing there thinking, I don't want him to make a mistake. I just want him to be good. I want him to improve. I don't want him to damage my name. At the end of the day, this is my call. Like all these things, again, as if he was a solopreneur one more time and you're dealing with that extra dynamic. I mean, yeah. it, it, is it? am I describing it correctly? No, you really aren't. I think a lot of solopreneurs, and I've been a solopreneur on and off for 20 years, I think we all would like to have a business that has more legs to it that can last just past us or I have coaches that work on my team. I've written a couple books. I've got my website that attracts a lot of families from all over the world. And so part of what we do, and we work with some solopreneurs as well, but I think every solopreneur would love to have their business grow back to that piece about a toddler, you know, an infant, a toddler, a teenager. I think most of those people would like to have a business that has some sustainability beyond them. Mm -hmm. But you also bring up a good point, which is like, don't just do it for the wrong reasons. And here's the thing, my 32-year-old son, my daughter, they have different interests. Our family business had 300 employees. We have a family of a certain size, but the chances that those people want to come into the business or have the passion and aptitude for it. So it's another thing that we do a lot is to help people say like, are you here just because you think that's what you're supposed to do or because mm -hmm. dad always told you this is going to be yours someday or you're trying to just grow up in dad's shadow it's like I want, and you know, you're such a perfect example. It's like, I want people that are excited about what they're doing. They bring a lot yes. of passion. Remember, like the, one of my clients said years ago, the greatest source of renewable energy is your own enthusiasm. When you get yep. out of bed every day and go make a difference like you guys are doing here. And, you know, that's what's exciting. So don't just check off the box. And, and we say sometimes in my line of work, we're trying to um, help family business folks get uh, emancipated or get off the island. We're like trying to save them because they've been down there for like 25 years and, and they're kind of looking and thinking like, oh, I wish I always wanted to be in the blank business. And, but I came down into this business. So that's part of what we got to do too, is to give, and, and it's what I call trimming the family tree, pruning the family tree. Mm. So we got to come in and say, Hey, your brother over here, he's mailing it in. He's coming in late and making up for it by leaving early. <coughs> and he's telling everybody he's the best performer on the team. We need to cut him off the team. We need, he needs to go away. I mean, he needs to go do something on his own. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes uh, that you, you can't always choose the personalities that fall into your business, right? But you right. can choose which personalities remain in your business. That's no for sure. So that's, that's really what happens there. Not everybody's a, a, a shoe in, not everybody's a fit, not everybody wants to do it, but well, eventually we'll, we'll shift those things around and, and you'll figure out who, who's going to be on the bus and what seat they're supposed to be on. Right. Well, and here's the thing. I got a big heart and I've got a family and I, what I want for them is that you can find a way that your brother or sister realizes I'm going to go chase my dream of opening this business that I ever wanted. And they love you for it. And my grandfather, he co-authored my book with me, by the way, he wrote a bunch of this stuff in the 1950s. I always wanted to work with him. And so I took his writings and I put them with mine and we wrote a book together and, cool and they, yeah, it's really cool. And the book's got all that backstory and it has his literally his handwritten versions of hard work and, and like his typed written pages and things. I'll see if I can get that. Yeah. yeah from like awesome. the 1950s, but they used to joke and say, when you went in grandpa's office, you came out with less than you went in with. So like you went in to go to get a raise and you came out, you didn't get a raise, but you love the guy still. I mean, <laughs> with these families, I want to teach them how to gently walk each other down a road of happiness. I mean, you know, you can find mm -hmm. business partners to be, but you can't usually get a new brother or sister. So one of my goals is to teach people how to do it in a way that it feels okay. So I left our family business, but I left with my head held high, loved my uncle, loved him till the day he passed. We sold our business later after that, which was great. I mean, the last thing you want is, and this is what happens a lot, is that the business the dream was it for it to be this and it turns out to be like this big source of conflict in the family nobody wants that no 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 but unfortunately without any proper planning that's what ends up happening a lot of well, times and, and without practice problems. yeah in practice, practice right in practice yeah. Coach yeah. P, we're getting low on time. I want to make sure that we get everything squared away. So uh, you have a book coming out and uh, tell me a little bit about the playbook. Tell me where we can get it. Family Business Playbook. You can get it at familybusinessperformance.com. It also comes with a video training class for your family and it comes with email support for the first 90 days. So when you go get the book, you can, you know, start to see all the exercises and tools, but you can also get help from us trying to implement it in your family. Family Business Performance. Check out the Landmine Detection map, which is a free tool, and the family business scorecard are really great tools. Let me ask you, business bro, where's your bro? My do bro. I, do, my, you, do you need some of my help? I mean. <laughs> no, no, we're really, really good, actually. Uh, no, he, he started with me. He committed with me for three years. So I put him good. through a daily podcast for three years. Uh, and then he's taking a little bit of a hiatus. And we'll good. see if he comes back. But I, I, he committed to three years. He gave me three years. I can't knock him for that. If he comes back and there's any issues, you make sure and call me because I owe you one. I'll, I could do a little bit of coaching. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. All right, coach. Uh, I got another question for you. Uh, everybody who comes on the show comes on for different reasons. Why did you decide to come on the business bros today? One is I love your enthusiasm. I just love your brand. I mean, that's the thing you get 
a sense of people, you get a sense of their brand. And, you know, the beautiful thing for you is who you are lines up with your brand. You're, you're never quite sure, but you absolutely line up. And the other thing is I'm 60 years old. I've had a great life, a great career. I want to try to help as many people as I can. My top mission right now is to not have five new clients. My top mission is to have my free tools in the hands of 500 families worldwide. So getting to make a difference, really getting to have an impact. And and this world we live in now, you know, which is just amazing that you get to be here and, and be talking to people and sharing ideas. And I consume a lot of podcasts and books, and I just like to be on them and spread the word. That's why I came on. Thanks, man. I mean, it literally helping people is, is for me, the teaching part. When I show somebody something they didn't know and the light bulb goes off, ding, okay. that look, I'm like, that's that that drives me. I'm like, yes, let's do it again. Let's find another one. Let's find another but, one. But now that I know you live in San Diego, I'm going to write you, you know, later this summer when it's 110 here in Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> and say, hey, dude, can I crash in your uh, back room there for a few days and go over to the beach? No, I would never do that to you. But it's just good to meet other like-minded people. And that's the other thing I wanted to just display a little bit. Humor, man, lightness, a little bit of fun. I yes. mean, oh, gosh, when that business gets so serious, we just get so wrapped around the axle about our sister-in-law we are all trying to find our way through this people are going through things that we have no idea what they're going through so stop judging them stop you know just hating them and being all pissed off at them let's be curious about why is my sister-in-law not happy right now what are we doing i mean we have a good business here so i'm trying to teach people how to bring a little lightness some loving compassion, I call it, have a warm heart and look at different ways that we can get from point A to point B. And you're making a big difference, mister. Thank you. And it's all about putting a smile on your face. I mean, you get a choice every single day. You can wake up pissed off and take on the day that way, or you can just be grateful that you woke up in the first place and you'll, you'll have a completely different day. Your mindset is everything. How you approach anything is how you approach everything, I guess. Or at least that's what I'm told. I know, you know we all have moods that go up and down. But for the most part, what your intent is, I think you'll get out of life as well. It's totally true. And I just was listening to something last week. They said they asked all the smartest psychologists on the planet, what's the number one thing? And they said, you are what you think. Yep. You are what you think. So if you think you're going to have a great day, you're going to have a great day. And if you think you're going to have a bad day, you're going to have a bad day. So, Earl Nightingale, strangest secret. Totally. We become what we think about all day long. Totally. That's it. Totally. That's it. The totally. power is right here in our heads. Yeah. Ladies and gents, uh, Coach Pete, thank you very much for being on the show. Make sure you guys check it out. Familybusinessperformance.com. Familybusinessperformance.com. Go there. Check out the playbook. Do a little analysis. I mean, a little bit of preparation can go a long way. Make sure you set your business up to be one of those three out of ten that gets passed on and not the other seven that just trickle yeah. and disappear. Coach Pete, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you. Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again manana. Peace. And we're out. Thanks for watching the Business Bros. If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with the Business Bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz. 
and click on the Need More Customers button or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start getting more customers. 